Hey everyone, welcome. If this is your first time tuning in, you are listening to the Words of Encouragement podcast. And of course, I am none other than your host, Arlena. Hope that you are enjoying your Labor Day today. Happy Labor Day. Guess what? Today is not just Labor Day for those of us who are living here in the U.S. For those of us who are living in St. Martin and are from St. Martin, today marks four years since the passage of one of the most deadliest hurricanes of all time. She was one of the first of her kind. And of course, I am talking about none other than Hurricane Irma. Hurricane Irma landed on us as a Category 5 plus with 180 miles per hour winds around 2 a.m. on Wednesday, September 6th, 2017. In the wee hours of the morning, she would be the first of her kind. And of course, after Irma, there was also Hurricane Maria, who was also a Category 5 plus that were also headed for us within a couple of days of being strewn to pieces by Hurricane Irma. It is a time that myself and many of us who were there and who were affected by Hurricane Irma will never forget. And that also is today the fourth anniversary of Hurricane Irma for us in St. Martin. Yesterday was the 26th anniversary, if that's what you want to call it, of the passage of Hurricane Lewis, which up to that point was one of the most deadliest until Beast Irma. Hurricane Irma came down with a force and a very serious and heavy warning for those who were willing to listen and take heed. It was definitely a message and a very strong warning from the living God. In this special and commemorative series entitled Survivors of Hurricane Lewis and Irma, St. Martin, St. Martin, I asked three other people to share their stories and experiences with either Hurricane Lewis or Hurricane Irma or with both, depending on the age or where they lived at that time. So in today's episode, you will hear from two of my cousins who still reside back in St. Martin, St. Martin. They share their stories, thoughts, and experiences with Hurricane Irma and Luis. So stay tuned, and here's a brief snippet of that episode. It wasn't easy because just listening to the voice of Irma, the sound that Irma was making, it's like it was talking to you, like it was telling you what 
it come for and what it come to do and what warning it bring you know that's the that's the experience that i was getting and that's to my recollection i don't know for anybody else but that is to my recollection but that was something in that particular when it's like it was talking and it was warning you you know like telling you heed heed like telling you to heed to for, for people to heed from from the the wrong things they are doing it was a hurricane i've never experienced before <laughs> even though i've had the experience back in 95 with hurricane lewis um irma was nothing to be compared to um <laughs> Wow, we're just so grateful that uh, it moved quite quickly. Our my house got completely destroyed. Hi, and welcome to the Words of Encouragement podcast, a podcast of love, hope, inspiration, and encouragement using the word of God for people from all walks of life. And of course, I'm your host, Arlena. Once again, welcome everyone, and thank you for joining me on another episode of the Words of Encouragement podcast. I pray that this day has met each and every one of you in great health, great strength, and most importantly, in the best of spirits. As always, before beginning, I would like to start by giving all praises, all thanks, all honor, and all glory to the Father. God Almighty, His Son Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit, because without them, I am nothing. And that is something that I try to remind myself of daily, because it's very important. Because the moment I start thinking that I am something outside of them, it means I have failed. Father, I truly thank you for sparing our lives during one of the most difficult, devastating, and trying times of our lives. May we never forget, and may we continue to be forever grateful as the people of St. Martin for your grace and your mercy towards us. Where would we have been had it not been for your grace? And mercy. 
today. Today is definitely a day of reflection. I will share my story in the final episode of this three-part series. Yes. Where I am at, the temperature today is currently 85 degrees and sunny. We've been getting some numbers in the 80s and yeah. Ooh, I'm so thankful. God knows. And of course, I am currently sipping on some wild sweet orange tea, a nice hot piping cup, just in case you're wondering what's in my cup. What's in yours? And of course, that is decorated or nicely prepared with some equal Lime juice and some apple cider vinegar to help me with these mouth clicks. Yeah. Okay, so I am not going to take too long as far as, you know, getting into this episode. And of course, I have already introduced in the preview what this episode is going to be about. And for those who might have missed that, this episode is actually going to be kind of like a audio storytelling style type of episode, at least according to my style. Nope, this is not NPR. The name and title of today's episode is Remembering Hurricane Irma. A day we will never, ever forget. This is part two of a three-part series entitled Survivors of Hurricane Lewis and Hurricane Irma, St. Martin, St. Martin. This is episode number 074. Both of my cousins afforded me the opportunity to be able to share their experiences that they each had with Hurricane Irma. We do touch a little bit on Hurricane Lewis. For a more in-depth piece of Hurricane Lewis, you can check out the first episode of this series entitled Remembering Hurricane Lewis, 26 Years Later, A Conversation with a Hurricane Survivor. I will also go ahead and leave the link to that episode in the description box. And if you'd like, you can go ahead and you can check it out. You are listening to the Words of Encouragement podcast with Arlena. Four years ago, Hurricane Irma not only affected the island of St. Martin, both French and Dutch side, it also very much affected its people, and its economy, including myself and the people who are both featured in this story you're about to hear. First up, you will be hearing from my cousin, Morelva. And in this piece, she introduces herself 
and she tells us a little bit about what she experienced on that horrifying and frightening day of September 6th, 2017. My name is Maralva Arundel Thomas and I live on the beautiful island of St. Martin. It was a hurricane I've never experienced before. <laughs> Even though I've had the experience back in 95 with Hurricane Lewis, um, Irma was nothing to be compared to. Um... <laughs> Wow, we're just so grateful that uh, it moved quite quickly. Our <clears throat> My house got completely destroyed. My family and myself ended up uh, sheltering in our smallest room, which was our restroom, until the calm. Then our neighbors came and they uh, helped us out. And... Uh, <laughs> That was pretty much a briefing of what Irma cost us. Up next, you will be hearing from my other cousin, Cousin Dal, as I often refer to her, also known as Tata's Girl. That one is for you, cuz. Yes, cuz. With Irma, my experience with Irma, I was living in Concordia also, but this the, um, this time up in a um, residence, I have a carrier, then a villa. And my experience with Irma, I could tell you. Taylor's journey is successful. It wasn't easy. Because just listening to the voice of Irma, the sound that Irma was making, it's like it was talking to you, like it was telling you what it come for and what it come to do and what warning it bring. You know, that's the that's the experience that I was getting, and that's to my recollection. I don't know for anybody else, but that is to my recollection. But that was something in that particular when it's like it was talking and it was warning you you know like telling you heed heed like telling you to heed to for, for people to heed from from the the wrong things they are doing you know i asked morelva how did she cope and manage while brunton the disaster and the destruction of Hurricane Irma. Here's what she had to say. So for one, it will be uh, while we were still in the house, covered by a little mattress rather, and seeing our roof being torn off and looking up into the sky and blocks being, um, is falling, you know, and uh, just the wind picking up and just knowing that the breeze can, can come and, you know, hit you anytime. But the positive of it is prayer, prayer, prayer was my number one and 
that kept me calm and my family calm. At that time, I was sleeping downstairs on the couch because it's concrete in the bottom and above is the roof upstairs. So, you know, obviously, I'm going to sleep downstairs because I say if the roof have to go, at least I know I'm downstairs, you know. So I'll be safer downstairs because it's concrete. So I slept downstairs on the couch and it was me and my son. Joshua, Joshua is in his room, and I could tell you, Joshua run downstairs. Tell me, mommy, I can't sleep. This thing at my bedroom window, opening, closing, opening, closing, opening, closing. So I went upstairs, and I tell him to go downstairs and take a chair from the dining room. And I took that chair from the dining room, and I hook it with the handle of the window and I jam it and away that the window wouldn't open back again. For me, I would say um, after the calm, uh, so as I say, as we get into the eye of the hurricane, we were already over at our neighbor's house and there it became stronger. Um, the earthquake, so I felt the earthquake uh the low pressure so therefore because of my experience many years ago i already um prepared my entire family with some cotton bulbs so the intense of the earache um i prepared for that so that was one of the highlights the window was every minute open, close, open, close, open, close. And there you're hearing the, the, the sound, the sound like the, like the wind is talking to you, you know. And that was, that was an experience. I can tell you. I went to Louise. But I think with Irma, I think it was different. It was more like, like something warning you, you know. That's what it had sound, like something warning you. Understand? And what the sound that it was making with the, the, the shutters for the sliding door. And the back, like it, it wanted to ring it off. Up next, Cousin Dow shares the extent of the damages that she suffered, her children, her grown children, as well as her neighbors. God be on our glory. Thank God nothing happened to us. I, I thank God for that. You understand? But some people, it was terrible. Some people, it was terrible. Yep, it was terrible. When I think it had finished, me and Joshua went outside, and when we went outside, we walk around, we say, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, you know, Amanda car, the things that fell on Amanda car, mash up the windshield, you know, mash up the windshield of the, the neighbor vehicle, brand new vehicle, it just, just bought. Mash up the windshield, both of them bad. Cousin Morelva and Cousin Dal both share their memories of what they experienced during Hurricane Lewis. And of course, for those who may not know or who have not yet listened to the first episode, yesterday, was the 26th year 
anniversary of the passing and destruction of Hurricane Lewis on the same island of St. Martin. Experiencing Irma was like um, no other hurricane. I've experienced Hurricane Lewis back in 95, and uh, Hurricane Lewis was nothing compared to Irma. Um, I was five and a half months pregnant at that time. I also had my son Malik, seven years old, and Jamar, four years old, and my husband as well there. Um, our roof came off on the first half of that hurricane, and we were pretty much trapped in the restroom, which was the smallest part of the house. And uh, we waited out until the calm. Then, um, yeah, we uh, got rescued. damage that it made there in the yard and the things them the sheds with, with everything it went with the, the full tanks of water full blue tanks was full to the rim and they lift up that tank with all of that water and they land that tank down and crack that tank so you can imagine the force of Ema the damage that I see that was unbelievable I say we have to thank God that we are standing straight. And my God, then after I just feel a wind just to pick up. The wind start picking up. I tell Joshua, run, run, run. We running fast. Yes, sir. The tail was worse than the oil. I was just praying for this thing to be over. I said, Lord, please let it be over. Lord, please let it be over. For Louise, I still was more calm and collective. But with Irma, oh, brother, from time that tail start, that shook me up a little. I really shook me up a little. I said, boy, I went through Louise and I wasn't shook up like this. I went through a few more before that. And I wasn't shook up like that. But Emma really shook us up. Really shook me up. I asked Cousin Morelva, what would she do differently if she had to do it all over again. And here's what she said to me. For one, I would definitely not be in a zinc roof again. I would definitely look for concrete. And that's as much as it goes because myself and family were very much prepared with first aid kit or uh, documents and um, food, non-perishable, and lots and lots of water. So the only changes I would make was is, um, is to be out of a uh, zinc roof. Seeing that I left island in November of that very same year, I asked Morelva exactly how long did it take both her and her family to pick up the pieces after the devastating destruction and disaster of Hurricane Irma. She also shares about the progress of St. Martin since Hurricane Irma four years ago on this very same day. 
Well, since the hurricane, a lot of work has been put in to get our island back um, as it is pretty much today. Um, it took some time, over a year or more, to clear all the debris and um, for myself to get my house, well, mainly my roof back up and going. We um, also got assistance you know, from Red Cross and there were also K1 Britannia. So there were lots of volunteers and um, that helped get our island back as fast as possible. For today, it's it's going okay. Only I would say COVID is our issue at the moment. But our island was steady getting back to a form of normalcy before COVID. Cousin Dal, who resides on the French side of the island, shares her experience after the aftermath. And just in case, because I did not mention it before, Morelva lives on the Dutch side of the island, as also did I. And Cousin Dal lives on the French part of the island. On a French side, that I think that what I experience with, especially with the people, one thing I can say that the government come out good for the people. You know, we get food, we get water every day. Things was shared out with what whatever came to the island, whether they the 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 army people, the boats, the ships. Then bring in the water, the food, the food stuff. But the honest problem, they had to organize it a little better. I would say maybe a good two years or more um, for our island to start back booming, especially in the tourism field. Um, I would say because of our experience, you know, more people wanted to come to see really, you know, how the native or the locals uh, survived or, you know, the aftermath of Irma. But as I mentioned before, um, we were heading in a good direction and we were recuperating as we are very resilient here. Um, But again, COVID was another hard hit for us. And in closing, Cousin Morelva shares a very touching and poignant moment. Something I'm sure we all felt on this exact day four years ago. And when I listened to her message the first time, that I'm about to share. I was deeply moved and I was deeply touched. It reminded me of my own feelings on that very same day after the storm was over and we were left to pick up the pieces of our lives as an island and as a people. Saint Martin Saint Martin indeed is a resilient nation.
for we are a resilient people. To God be all honor and all glory. We stand today because of him and his son, Jesus Christ. Thank you for tuning in to this episode. God bless. Because the truth is I've had to uh, hold in my emotions for so long due to pregnancy just not to affect the kid, the baby. That um, it took me a year to actually relive and express emotions and talk about it and so forth. So I, I suppressed my um, experience for a very long time.